0: Are you good this morning? Uh, I was sharing with our morning service uh, that we're here. And uh, I, I champion you because for the, the 10 minutes I had off the stage in between the services, I, I, I looked out, well, this is still technically the morning, but the 8.30 a.m. service, um, I, I went down and I saw the, the torrential rain that was coming and I thought, wow, I'm, I'd be surprised if anyone makes it out of bed today. Um, so you need to give yourself a pat on the back. Secondly, um, the, our first service seems to range around the numbers of about 100 people, um, which is great um, because it serves the purposes of COVID. We still need to m- maintain that So one in every two square meter rule um, although restrictions have eased uh, greatly in our minds um, but it's interesting because in the first service we're seeing about a hundred people um, roughly between 190 to 220 people in the second service which kind of looks like it's fitting for this service and then at night i um, seeing about another hundred or so people coming out. And I say that to say, uh, you know, a lot of people come and they visit in the first service and they're like, well, there's like a quarter of the people here to sit in here. Um, but our family is spread over the context of three services uh, and online. If you are still at home, uh, we do sanitize. You are welcome to come back to church now. Um, I want to tell you online church is not church. Uh, church is where the family gather together in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, so uh, so let's pray, Father. I just thank you so much for what's already gone on this morning. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've already been moving and touching, that you are still here. God, once again, we honor you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the manifestation of joy and healing and 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 shakes and all the stuff that happens is amazing but we honor you and father i thank you lord and we just give you permission to have your way through this service god i pray for clarity uh, lord wisdom and guidance even as i speak through the scripture this morning father i thank you for your hedge of protection around this church around this block and father even though we're not there right now i just declare and, and feel boldly even as i spoke to kent this week that you've called us to a shift to start declaring a debt-free church in the heart of surfer's paradise. Father, to step back into that season, Lord, of proclaiming, of declaring. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've called us to be a church, Father, that would be powerful. Father, I thank you for all that you're doing in this place. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Are you good this morning? Yes. Awesome. So, uh, any guests or visitors? I assume there are a few of you. Uh, as we are seeing, surfers right now are starting to fill up and populate. Um, I was at a, uh, a a conference meeting the other day with what they call, I think it's influences churches. So, Pastor Russell Evans is one of the speakers, and uh, and and Pastor Russell was actually staying in the Q1. Um, he leads Planet Shakers Church. Was staying in the Q1, having a quiet. No one knows where I am break, we all knew where he was now. Uh, but he was having a break um, when Pastor Dan Bates was here. So Dan Bates, who is at Planet Shakers, is an on-team with Pastor Russell. and. And he stopped and, you know, I often share, there are a lot of prophetic words I get from uh, people and God that I hold to my heart, but I feel like, um, like like this word was for the church. But he stopped in the midst of preaching and, and he said, Justin, I was staying in Surface Paradise the other day and saw the big sign presence and, and then just stopped. And he said, I walked the streets and noticed that there were no people there. And, uh, and he started to proclaim and declare and he said that God is bringing the people back. Um, you know, even as I said, I was in Noosa yesterday and on Friday and uh, people are on holiday and we know that internationals, but we're called to be a church in the city currently, but the multiplication is we're called to be a family church. And so I'm looking forward to the season ahead. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, there's more to that word and I'll, I'll, I'll carry it on later. Are you ready for the scripture this morning? Uh, you don't have to turn there, but I want to open up with this thought. Many of you in this room would probably agree with me that you've heard the phrase, uh, the scripture, the quotation or, or even maybe someone put to you, uh, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And, and I guess if I were to ask you, and this is, you don't have to answer, but if you knew where that came from probably half of the room would probably say, yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand the context of what was going on there where Zechariah was prophesying over Zerubbabel who was being released from Babylonian captive to be sent back to build a temple of God in Jerusalem. See, half of you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But let me read it to you. Zechariah chapter four, verse six. We're still in this series, the pace of Joshua. The scripture says this, so he said to me, This is from the book of Zechariah prophesying. Uh, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. So a word that is coming to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so I want to unpack this a little bit as we move on. See, we're in this series uh, where we're talking around the book of Joshua. And to be honest, we've kind of gotten to uh, verse 9, not chapter 9, over the course of the last four weeks. And we're actually not going to get any further today. But I promise you we'll cross the Jordan in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll probably kick down the walls of Jericho uh, after that. But I feel it's important for the season that we're in, and not just as a church and as a community, uh, but, but the season that the country, the economy, the culture, uh, the season that the, the planet is facing right now, that we just get back to what God is saying. And maybe right now that this is a word, maybe it's not for the rest of the year, but maybe it's just for this part of the pace of the journey. Maybe it's for this part. Maybe, you know, I had... Um, Uh, uh, Frank and and I was talking to these guys about uh, about what it is to be a pace setter and 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 they've been doing some study and they told me see a pace setter uh, in a race in a a running race or a marathon uh, has two primary roles one to literally set the pace the speed for the rest of the team or for themselves in the context of running solo or otherwise to be a person that passes messages so so when you're grabbing your water cup you get a messenger you're the ultimate manager you're the leader of the team that passes messages to the rest of the team for example if i'm cycling in a squad of cyclists if i'm the pace setter it's my job to understand the roads the climate the hill uh, the navigation the terrain and it's my job to communicate to the rest of the team See, I feel God has firmly called us to be pace setters as presence church, not just as a whole in church in the heart of Surface Paradise, which is true, true in context, but within our family, within our university, within our school, within our business, within the promotion that we're seeking, with what we're doing today, with when we're doing our parenting, with everything that we're doing, I feel like God is causing us and calling us as a church, Presence Church, to have this written on the forefront of your hearts. If you can't do that, we've created bands, which we're going to hand out to you, setter, that we're going after being Paysetters for 2021. See, Joshua was a paysetter, and Joshua, in the context of leading his community, Joshua led his community from one season to the next season. He was a paysetter. Joshua led his community from one location, where they'd been for a long time, to multiple locations. Joshua led from one source of dependency, and let's not underestimate, manna from God has got to be good, especially if it sustains you when you're in a wilderness experience. But then he led them into a season where their dependency from God was gone and as such to a land flowing with milk and honey. But we can't denote that because that is still provision from God. So to have milk and honey and grapes the size of people's heads is like like I love fruit. So that's like me in heaven, amen. Uh, So we know that that is from God. He was called to lead people into this season. You know, it's probably fair to say that anyone that's going into a new season is going to face a battle, is going to face warfare, is going to face something. And I want to say this, you know, it's often said, bigger level, the bigger devil. The devil doesn't get bigger at the level that you're going to. The attack and the warfare and the the attempt to stop you from progressing to the next stage might get stronger, as in he might get more more of his little chromies in the demonic realm. It might feel more intense. But we fight not flesh and blood. And we understand that in the context of God moving us to promotion or God calling us to set the pace and move forward, God is the one who is warfaring on our behalf. I want to tell you, you've already stumped yourself up at the fight if your eyes are on the devil when you're moving into a promotion. Your eyes should remain on God. And we're going to talk about that this morning. See, Joshua was called by God in the context of Scripture. We looked at four times or three by God and once by his community And his community said to him, just, excuse me, God said, and his community said, be strong and courageous. I want to read you the scripture. It says here, and this is where we're going to hang around today, Joshua 1 verse 9, speaking from the title of Unbalanced. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? My Bible says in the New King James, spirit-filled version, probably because it's spirit-filled, it's my Bible. It says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of, of good courage. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. You know when God spoke to Zerubbabel through Zechariah and he gave him this instruction it's actually important to understand, and I'm going to try and paraphrase without preaching a whole sermon about Zerubbabel and the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, which he was tasked to do. But you need to understand the context of what was going on and then look at how it applies to Joshua and then how we can actually take note of that today. And you might be thinking, okay, how are we speaking around this title of unbalanced? The first thing that Zechariah said to Zerubbabel He said to him, he said, it's not by might. That word might in Zechariah 4.6 is often translated as army or force, efficiency or associated with human resources. It also relates to financial means and to be connected to wealth. Interesting. The second thing that Zechariah said to Zerubbabel, that it's not by, he said it's not by power. The word power, if we were to give you the Hebrew word, wouldn't mean anything to you. But what it actually implies is purposeful force, firm resolve, dynamic strength, and resoluteness. In other words, a dependency on your own strength, or your own means, or your own army, or or the force, or the structure, or, or the muscle that you have. And what the Lord was saying to Zerubbabel is you don't need to worry about your might. You don't need to worry about your power. But what you need to do is you need to stay close to the Spirit of God. Not by power, not by might, not by their own abilities, plentiful resources or fierce determination. Would God's people build the temple and God send light into the world? Only by the Spirit of the Lord would their work and their worship become a light broadcasting into all of the earth. So I've entitled this message, Unbalanced. Because in the context of the culture and the economy be it the news or be it the TV shows or be it the politics that are going on, and I don't want to get into that, I would challenge you today. And in fact, there were probably times where I've even stood, or pastors and people have stood on stages like this and said, hey, we need to be balanced. Like, like, like have your God time and have your family time and have your gym time and, 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 and make sure you, you have your work time and you know, have it all balanced. But that's not what I hear when I hear God give Zerubbabel who by default of relationship to his grandfather, let's start at the beginning. Zerubbabel's grandfather was like a governor in the context of Israel. And when Babylon, Babylon came in and they took the Israelite community, they they overcame them, and they brought them back into the Babylonian culture. Uh, And we hear so many books and prophets that have written through that time. Uh, What happened was, for a season and a time, because Zerubbabel's grandfather, or it may be great-grandfather, don't quote me on that, because he wasn't a part of the governance of Israel he was actually imprisoned but because he was deemed to have favour he then, one writer said, started to sit at the table when he was released from prison. So at the point where God chose that his people would be released and redeemed back into Israel God showed favour because of the connection with this uh, Zerubbabel's grandfather or great-grandfather and Zerubbabel was tasked with the task to take a remnant or a community or a group of the people uh, that were stolen or taken, if you will, from Israel, Israel into Babylon and actually take them back and restore and rebuild the house of God that had been destroyed and neglected for years and years and years. Here be it the problem. Zerubbabel, I assume, looking at the task at hand, rebuilding the house of God in Jerusalem, going back into as the remnant of Judah, Zerubbabel looked at who was being released with him and realized, hey, we haven't got the workforce. We haven't got the structure. We haven't got the, the strength. We haven't got the armies. How are we even going to get to that land? The second thing I think Zerubbabel thought, or say that three times and you're going to be in trouble. I sell sea shells at the seashore. Zerubbabel, the second thing, or in, in whichever order you look at it, the might he understood that he was under-resourced. He didn't have everything he needed to go into this land, Jerusalem, and rebuild the temple of God. But I love what Zachariah said. Zacharias said to him through the word of God, and God is saying, and the same he's saying to everyone in this room today, guys, it's not dependent upon your wealth. It's not dependent upon your job. It's not dependent upon your promotion. All of that stuff is good. And it's not even dependent upon how many push-ups you can do or how many times you go to the gym or what promotion or what seat at the political party you have or what your view is on politics or whether you're a Trump or you're a Biden supporter. He's saying, it's by my spirit. And see, the truth is, if you drill down, and I don't have it written in front of me, so I'm not going to fully quote it, but it's said that the that the house of God that Zerubbabel eventually built in Jerusalem outlasted two other times where this was rebuilt, because he did it empowered by the Spirit of God. I know I'm probably confusing a lot of you. Thank you, Gritchie, for this. This is something that was gifted to my, my father recently, and see, this is representative of old-fashioned, I guess, scales. The source is a little bit dodgy where it came from. I'm just joking. That story is for another sermon. But see, right now, the scales of life and everything that goes on, we're, we're, we're told to be balanced. But what I hear God saying to Zerubbabel is that you have to not depend on yourself and your power but depend on me. So in the context of my framework, that says I actually have to be more dependent on the things of God and place more of my trust on God than I'm placing my trust on anything else. And see, if we look at it in that light, we think, okay, I'm placing all my trust in God. So if this is my finance and this is my strength or my team, I can add to that And like, it's awesome. It's good. Things balance out. But the problem is, if we try to live a balanced life and just keep God in the context of a box over here, then what happens is the moment our strength leaves us, and the moment fear leaves us what happens is it's like an unbalanced act but when things are we put God first uh, things are added to us and I don't know if this is making sense to you but what I feel God is saying is is we have to have more of him in the context of all that we're doing rather than less of him and I know the scales were kind of going the other way and I think I might be confusing some people including myself (laughs) when God spoke to Joshua he said this he said have I not commanded you just be strong and courageous. And in verse 9, he said this, he says, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Remember last week, we spoke about and looked at what God was saying to Joshua in the context of staying close to the Word of God, and staying close to prayer, and staying close to fasting, and all the context of what it is, spiritual disciplines, we essentially spoke about. But It's interesting because we've looked at what it means to be strong. The word chazak, strong, excuse me if I've mispronounced that and you're a Hebrew scholar in the room. Uh, But that word essentially translates down to a derivative or a whole bunch of different words. And the truth is, where God said to Joshua to be strong, generally the word strong or strengthened carries with it a wider range of meaning as we discussed. But when... David strengthened himself in the Lord, a direct result of him becoming strong in God was the courage to go back into the battle, was to go back and reap what was taken from him. So I put to you today, when God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous, yes, they were two separate things, but courage comes out of a lifestyle of strength. Strength from God or being a man that's seeking after God's heart like David comes from someone who puts God first first thought that I have for you this morning is be courageous and do not fear if you're taking notes be courageous do not fear you know when God came or I should say when David went and sought the Lord It implies that david separated himself away from the community and the scripture that we know as it reads it says david strengthened himself in the lord and then when david came back to his community david had a plan and an understanding about how to go into the battle about how to pursue how to communicate to the very people that were threatening to kill him but see david we have to also understand had a similar relationship or an availability of relationship that you and I have with God today, that not everyone in that day, age, and culture, and time, and covenant had. David had an intimate relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. We spoke about this last week, because the Bible says that when David was called out handsome and ruddy, he was anointed with the oil. The Scripture says from that day forward, he went forward in strength of the Holy Spirit. We know that when David sinned against Bathsheba and did his dodgy stuff, he's... Quoted in Psalms of saying, God, do not take your spirit from me. So we know that David lived a lifestyle of pursuing the heartbeat of God and was aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the anointing. So we know that David lived in the context of God, an unbalanced life. But there were moments where that came unstuck. The Holy Spirit comes in you for you when you get saved. But he rests upon you for others. I don't know who that's for. And even now I just feel in the room that there have been people that have sought the Lord for so many years and you're actually dry. But I feel like even we're gonna sing that song again at the end, I feel like God wants to touch you again. But it's not a matter of God hasn't touched you or God hasn't drawn near or God hasn't done this. It's actually been, we've become unbalanced or let me say it like this, We've tried too hard to be balanced. We've tried too hard to have all of our ducks lined up in a row. But God's saying, it's not by power and it's not by spirit, uh, might, excuse me, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. In other words, God's saying, Take your focus off these things over here and put your focus back on me. And here, let me say it like this as well. It's one thing to just think, oh, cool, I've got to fast this week or I've got to read my Bible or I've got to seek God or I've got to do this. It's another thing to just get in the closet and do it. And often, as hard as that sounds, it's the very thing that we need to do. I've gone off track a little bit, but be courageous. Do not fear. Why is no evil, the scripture says, for you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. In verse Psalms 23 verse 4, when God spoke to Joshua and he said to him, Joshua be strong and courageous, the very next thing he said to him was, do not fear. He told him this because there would be seasons ahead of him as he was walking as a pace setter into promotion, leading hundreds, if not millions of people, that there would be seasons that would represent fear to him. And God was saying to him, he gave him a procedure, he gave him the shopping list, he gave him the recipe, he said, strengthen yourself in me, courage will come out of that, and do not be fearful. In other words, he kind of put it to him like it was a choice. So in other words, if God is saying to you today, do not fear, what's the opposite to that? Be courageous be courageous. How do you be courageous? By pursuing more of the heart of God. It's not, a, uh, it's not a brain teaser. In verse 8, we looked at last week, not turning to the left and not turning to the right, and where God's instruction to Joshua was to meditate on the word of God and on the Lord day and night. And he says, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says it here in verse 9. That word meditate in verse 8 implies a muttering or an utterance. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You hear something because it's been spoken. We are human beings. We were created to, to, to make noise. We've been given windpipes. We've been given uh, 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 mechanisms to make noise like I am making lots of noise right now. When God spoke to Joshua and he encouraged him not to turn to the left or the right but to meditate, What God was actually saying, Joshua, in your lifestyle of pursuing me, in order to stay unbalanced, in other words, stay more aware of God than the millions of people that you're setting the pace for, you have to constantly be muttering the promises in the context of Scripture, the law of Moses, the commandments. How does that translate to us today? I want to ask you, what are you speaking out? because what you speak out will directly impact the very things that stand in front of you. Uh, like if you're coming to a situation that represents fear and you're like, "Oh, that's a scary situation. Or if you come into a situation that represents fear, like has rod and His staff comfort me. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I was thinking about this this week. Transformation, boys. You're walking in the hallway. Things that you need to be doing. You feel like leaving the program. You need to walk past Brendan's photo, Rhonda's photo, Emily's photo on the hallway. There's a reason there is a testimony on the hallway as you walk into the building. It's because you need to declare whatever God has done in their life. God can do it in my. Life. If God has healed them from addiction, He's healing me from addiction. If God can take Pastor Ken and Pastor Justin, and and, and if He had a choice, Pastor Ari, the the best control, if He can do something in their life and restore a family, see, when Jesus has done something in someone's life, it testifies to what He wants to do again in your or my life. You know, I really think the key is to be unbalanced. And it kind of would almost swing in the context of being Super Spiro. And if you're saying that I need to be or I'm being referred to as being Super Spiro to stay unbalanced, more aware of God, to navigate the season ahead, I'm happy with being called Super Spiro. Because Zerubbabel was Super Spiro and he built a temple of God when he didn't have the resource and he didn't have the army. David was Super Spiro and he listened to God's instructions when God said, listen to the sounds of soldiers that, that, that are walking on the top of popular trees. Can you imagine how crazy that would have sounded to hardened army, to soldiers, to, to, to people that were ready to battle? Hold on a minute, wait. You won. we already won the battle. And you're saying we need to wait. We've already beaten them, we've already defeated them. Like this is just a round two. This is we'll take out the Philistines. You're saying, David. David, the one that slayed tens of thousands, went. Saul only slayed thousands. You're saying that we need to wait till we hear the sounds of soldiers. See, David would have been called Super Spiro. God told Joshua, he said, stay close. Stay unbalanced, stay close. He was telling him to be unbalanced. He was saying, stay close to my law, stay close to my writings, don't turn to the left, don't worry about your finances, don't worry about the resources, don't worry about the water in the River Jordan, don't worry about the double-walled city Jericho that you're about to face, don't worry about the armies that are coming against you. He was saying, stay focused on me because it's by my spirit that you will get through the next season that you need to get through. I know this isn't a revelatory message that's going to change your year, but this might be just this week. God is saying to someone, Come on, get back in, pull in from the right, pull in from the left. Just stay focused on my spirit. We need to stay unbalanced. There was this moment in Joshua chapter 23, we've heard the beginning. God said, Just be strong and courageous, do not fear. And then in Joshua chapter 23, verse 1, as Joshua was becoming an old man, we hear Joshua giving out this instruction. And the scripture actually says, after a long time had passed, the Lord had given Israel rest from the enemies around them. Joshua, by then, the scripture says, was a very old man. Do you know what the key in there was? The Lord gave Israel rest. We could talk about the times in between where man got in the way of what God's plan was and we can see the result of that. But what we're looking at here is someone who set the pace for his own life and made a decision that I'm going to be sold out for God. He even said it later in the scripture, I know time is gone. I'm going to give you one more thought. God said to Joshua, do not be discouraged. Do you know what he was saying? He was saying, you need to encourage yourself. Why would he say, do not be discouraged? Because Joshua was about to face seasons where there was discouragement or what would be the representation of discouragement should he choose to look at it that way. So what was God actually saying? If you're looking at it from the context of uh, unbalanced, like I'm, I'm just like sold out, I'm fervent in the word, I've been praying up a storm, something's coming at me and, and God's saying from a distance, hey, don't be discouraged. What I'm hearing is, is, is be encouraged because a breakthrough, God's about to do something, a miracle's about to happen, something supernatural is about to happen. But if I'm looking at it because I've been on the left or the right or I've been dry or I've been distanced or I haven't been in His presence, when I'm looking at something and it's it's looking discouraging, I'm thinking, oh, no. I hope I've got enough money to pay for that. I hope my friends will help me out. I hope someone else can give me some advice. Uh, Who else has been through this situation that can give me some pointers? that's what it looks like if you're trying to have everything balanced but when you're unbalanced and it's all of God and this is something I'm learning in this season right now I'm just preaching to myself is that when it's all of God it's not relying on who went before you or what they did or how they did it all of that wisdom is good but it's on God what are you saying when is the when is the sound of the soldiers marching upon the popular trees coming God when are you gonna do this I love that later in the scripture that God, Joshua was talking to his men, it's in chapter 23 somewhere. And he said, guys, remember that when we came up against the enemy, it, it, I think it's in chapter 23, he said it was one of you who put like a thousand to rout. In other words, like when God was with you and you weren't looking to the left and you weren't looking to the right, when you we were just following God's instructions, remember when just one of us was able to overtake like a thousand men. See none of us in this room were created to be average. I'm talking to everyone. Come on. Come on, do you th- are you happy with thinking cool I was just created to be average? Just go to uni, go to work and like Hold on a minute. I don't know, but when I'm unbalanced, I don't think that way. I think God has created me me to be more than a conqueror. I am the head and I'm not the tail. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But when you're over here and you're you're not sure, oh yeah, I just worry about what's coming in next week. How come no one wants to hang out with me? Where's all my friends? I've completely gone right off track. (laughs) The Bible says this and I think there's a key and we've been looking at this in the last three weeks, whether we've directly read it or not. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just felt the Spirit of God just shift in the room. don't <sighs> you just stand with me. <sighs> Holy Spirit. Father, have your way. God in this room and just sense his presence. Oh, those people I was talking to earlier, it's just time to open up your heart. And I feel like, I literally feel like it's like the love of God, these, these tears, this messed up isn't me. But I feel like God, I feel like the burden, the weight that people in this room are carrying. And I feel God saying I want to lift it. I want to lift it off you. I want to take it, says God. Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Praise Taylor. A celebration of praising someone worth praising. A giving exaltation to God with praises, songs of adoration. Maybe you just need to stretch out. Maybe you need to step out of your seats. You can come down the front. Spirit of God's in this room. He's moving. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You know, Kim, down the back. I feel like right now, God's touching you again. We heard your testimony during COVID and it seems like there was a season of of dampening, of quietening, of holding back from then till now. You're like, God, I shared my testimony. You and I both know the enemy didn't like what you shared. And I just want to declare over you now that I see God actually seeing you and like I see as I see you right now. It's like there's three angelic presences if I can declare that standing around you. And I feel like you need to remind yourself that I am one of God's soldiers, that I'm in the army of God. God said that I didn't free you. I didn't release you. I didn't strip you of the of the the the, the prison cell that you were in with addiction and then literal physical prison cell for so many years just to be a bystander on the back. I feel like even what I've been preaching, this unbalanced, God is calling back to you again saying unbalance yourself unbalance yourself don't worry about trying to be balanced father i just declare right now over my friend lord i thank you lord jesus that you've helped them escape countries lord jesus escape cells lord jesus escape addiction lord and father right now i thank you for a freedom in this room for a freedom in this room for a freedom in this room holy spirit holy spirit You know, Tony, I feel like um, we shared the other day, and I know some of your story, and most of us heard your story. But I, uh, I, I pray, and I'm hesitant into what to say, because I feel like God's shown me. Every time I pray for you, and pray, and you come into my mind's eye, even when I'm standing here, I see like layer upon layer of like blueprints, almost for like a high-rise building. And, and, and I feel like you even know it. It's, it's almost like an apostolic thing. It's like you, you just always see the next thing. It's the next thing. It's the next thing. Some people call it ADHD. Um, but I feel like God's saying that He's wired you that way. And, and, and I just feel like in this moment, why don't you just raise your hands? I feel like God actually wants to just impart just this uh, like a peace on you. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self control. And God has so much promotion in in store for you, Uh, like Ari and Rachel, and people that have been in a position like you, house leader and and, and program coordinator, that that, that you're actually someone that has been pulled out of the enemy's camp. The attack and the warfare, the assignment, and and I even feel like right now the contract that has come against you, even things that have been reinstated right now have been cancelled. And I declare it in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for even even the ape hangers on his motorcycle, Lord, represent a a, a spiritual strength, Father, and I declare it over him today, Father, that no weapon formed against him shall prosper. Father, I thank you for wisdom and stewardship of his leadership. Father, I pray, Lord, even his dictation, something that I struggle with, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're realigning, Father, whether it's cells, whether it's things within his own mind, Lord Jesus, that he would be able to step into meetings. You know, and I feel like God would say that the promotion is on your horizon. Promotion is on your horizon, but now is the time to become unbalanced with me. Now is the time to become unbalanced with me. I say it and I say it again. It's the free time. It's your time and God time. Now is the season. Now is the season of equipping. Now is the season of preparing. Father, I thank you. You've called them to be a soldier for you. Can we just lift up that song? I lift up my hands. and Come on, just for a moment. i you. You're in your seat right now, and you need to step out. You need to do some business with God. The altar's open. I just want to encourage you.
1: If
0: you need to step out of your seat, come on down. God's just freeing people in this place. Feel the words fresh encounter, fresh encounter right now. Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, fresh encounter, fresh encounter. Yeah, Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. Maybe you haven't had that encounter. Maybe now. Come on, you're telling your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. Get out of the way. You're pulling back in alignment. Don't you get shy of me. Come on, yeah. Come on, Father, we welcome you in this place.
1: Come
0: on, praise you, God. So, don't you get shy of me
1: Several hearts singing Hallelujah. 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 hallelujah.
0: You know, in all honesty, every time I think to speak, it's the emotion, um, just the overwhelming of the presence comes. I feel a testimony within myself and Chrissy and the fact that our baby was at the front this morning wasn't just something for our family. For me, God's just revealing. Pastor Russell Evans, just in this moment, I won't keep you much longer. He shared, there was a time when they were in Papua New Guinea and he was a young boy. And Andrew Evans, who led the ACC or the AOG and to what it is now, came into the tent in Papua New Guinea. And his mother was lying on the bed, and a snake, an actual snake, venomous snake, was coming, and he killed the snake. And that was enough fear and anxiety that came on his mum that she needed to be ambulanced out of Papua New Guinea and back to the hospital. And he shared that the mum underwent so much trauma from this experience whilst in the field of ministry that that Andrew, Pastor Andrew, while leading a church that was exploding back in Australia would pull up outside of the hospital, the mental health hospital, and he could hear his wife on the other side of the wall in the room screaming about snakes. And and there was this point that Russell shares that his mum's testimony is is in part of and she picked up a book called Prison to Praise and she declared, she, she, she said, God, how can I praise you when I'm so fearful and I'm so depressed and I'm so far to the left and I'm so far to the right, if you will. And then she said she just... Couldn't even praise for herself, Russell said, so she started declaring, I declare my sons to be mighty men that would grow up and they would praise you and they would worship you and they would just have lifestyles of praise until it got to a point where she she, she finally just started to, like the song says, I'll throw up my hands when I have nothing else left. What is fit for a king? But I'll tell my emotions, I'll tell my soul that I'm going to give you a hallelujah. I know I'm messing up the, the lines of the song. But essentially, she did that. There was a point she was in a meeting like this where the Spirit of God was just touching people. And she made a decision that, you know what, even though I face depression, even though I feel anxious, even though I feel fear, I'm gonna throw up my hands. And I'm gonna say hallelujah. And in that moment, the Bible says that the Spirit of God hit what the Bible says. Pastor Russell said that the Spirit of God hit that place. The Spirit of God came, guest speaker, gets to the airport. And he turns around and looks and he says, I saw you the other night when the Spirit of God came. I saw you, literally she was in the front row past his wife. She raised her hands and the way he told the story was that when I saw you raise your hands and the Spirit of God touched the room, that God said that the snakes that had been attacking you for so many years had been cut off. And I just feel in this room right now that people have felt attacked. And even over this house, As I shared earlier, there's more testimony that you'll share and we'll share in the season where snakes have been cut off. But there is right now, I feel right now, a breakthrough where God is saying, will you choose me? For people in this room, there's an opportunity. God's saying, will you unbalance yourself with me? Or will you continue to just prioritize this and prioritize that and keep me over here because God's not... Designed. God didn't create. God wasn't created. God didn't create you to be part from you, separated from you. He wants all of you. And I just feel like in the context of all this, what God is saying is that He wants all of you. Just one more time as we sing that through, if that's you in this room and you need to step out of your seat, you're saying, man, I've gone to the left, I've gone to the right. I've tried so hard to juggle this and I just feel lost. I feel like I need you, God. I just feel like God wants to set people free in this place today.